fun tonight talking about love and relationships, what makes a good relationship last, how'd you meet your significant others, always fun. Uh, we talked about some of the great love songs of all time, that of course, one of them. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of partial to another love song that Sting put out. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about love songs right here. Forbidden love, at least unless you got the money. Oh, Lisa, I'm sorry. Lisa's like, you're falling shape of heart with Roxanne. Really? It's like, <laughs> she's shaking her head. <laughs> oh. This was written because uh, the police were touring and they were staying in the hotel in the cheesiest part, the worst part of Paris. The kind of the part of town where the, the oldest profession in the world was being right outside of their hotel room and they didn't have the money so he, that's how Sting wrote this song um, I want to talk about romantic movies the movies that you watch to you know with your significant other rom-coms true romance movies what, what makes you what makes you uh, what makes a good romance movie for you what makes a good love story for you of course love story with Ryan O'Neill and and that uh, was Ally McGraw, right? Yeah, from the seventies. Movie about love and loving someone with a terminal illness. And a spoiler alert: movie's fifty years old. Sorry. Uh, Titanic, they say, is one of the great love stories of all time. One of the great movies. What was also was on our list of nearly flawless movies too that we talked about last week. I think my favorite love story from a movie, favorite movie. It's funny. It's it's kind of love, actually. The Christmas movie that Lisa, I know Lisa's not crazy about, but I I love how involved that story is and how everybody gets to love in a different way in that movie. gets gets to their perfect relationship through a different path in that well, movie. Laura Linney's character doesn't get to get to be in no, love. Well, no, she's not to be in love, but the love between her and her brother keeps her from having a relationship, any real chance at a real relationship, sibling love. Of that of that family, it's just it's not that I hate the movie. It's just <laughs> <laughs> I pre- I'm so glad. Thanks for coming in, Lisa sure. Brooks, ladies and gentlemen. Off the news desk now. Just uh, we're talking about important ed- stuff. We here. are. It's yeah. Valentine's Day. Educated, yeah. sophisticated Lisa Brooks, whose opinion is v- valued. Sure. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, okay. I'm, so you, it's not that you don't like the movie Love Actually. You don't hate the movie. Right. I don't hate the movie, but there was a documentary put out recently about how so many people hate that movie and how some of the actors of the film hate that movie. I've enjoyed it on occasion. My very favorite part is at the very end when the prime minister and his love are headed to the uh, school play and there's oh, yeah, the and kid they, dressed yeah. as the octopus behind them. Right. Did you, did you know that in that – by the way, there's also like a, 
I think it's a 25th or 30th anniversary of the movie where they bring the actors back yes, to yes. talk about making the movie. That's not the one that we hate this movie. That's right. Uh, did you know that that scene in Love Actually where the, all the schools come together, even St. Basil's, and they put the Christmas pageant on mm-hmm. and the girl sings All I Want for Christmas is You yeah. and the little kid Oliver who's grown up to have a nice acting career of his own, by the way. Um, they didn't let the audience know that Hugh Grant and his love interest in that movie would be kissing when that curtain opened so they could film the genuine reaction of everybody in the audience. When they opened the curtain and wished everyone a Merry Christmas, there's Hugh Grant kissing the love interest in the movie, um, and no one, it was complete shock to all, and we're talking about an audience full of like, Alan Rickman and, and Emma Thompson. And they didn't know And Liam, nobody, Liam Neeson, nobody in that crowd, even the stars, knew that those two would be kissing and they filmed their genuine reaction. That's smart directing. Seriously, smart directing. So what's your favorite romance, your love story movie? Well, you know, I I really like Notting Hill. Oh, yeah. But, Hugh Grant. Yeah. Julia Roberts. Yep. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. I oh, love that you know those I, lines. I can't even, I get a little, you know, verklempt just yeah. even saying that line. Yeah. It's such a great line. Same director, by the way. As oh, love actually interesting. And Notting Hill. Okay, yeah. okay. But I, I spent this afternoon watching Casablanca, mm. and I hadn't seen it in years. It holds up, doesn't it? It holds up. It in really fact, does. I get the story even more now as as a much older adult. Yeah, and, and you realize what sacrifice oh is. Oh, my gosh. And then I heard uh, somewhere that a lot of the actors that were in Rick's Cafe were themselves um, refugees from Europe. Really? So they had okay. genuine reactions to the singing of the Marseillaise and, oh. and all of that. Oh. Marseillaise, yeah. See, now that's great directing yeah. right there because you, you can't fake Mm-mm. that kind of passion and, and longing for your what you've lost. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. I would agree. In fact, uh, I think Harper's Bazaar ranked the 50 greatest romance movies of all time and Casablanca came in third. Huh? Love... Oh, excuse me, The Notebook, oh. the number one love story by, by most all accounts. It's special. Yeah. yeah they, say, special. they say the chemistry between Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams will make your teeth sweat. That's how hot the chemistry is between those actors wow. in The Notebook. Um, love Jones was number two, and I've never seen that. It's, a, it's an African-American love story, and I got to admit, I, you know, I don't spend enough time being diverse in my cinematic choices. I've I'm, try, I'm trying to become there. better about being more inclusive in all my life. But when you're 60 now and an old white guy, my, my neural pathways are literally dried wagon wheel ruts in the desert, in the prairie. That's how my neural pathways are so locked Have you at least place. seen Stella Gets Her Groove? I have, of course, okay. I've seen Stella Gets Her Groove. That's a great movie. Uh, Pride and Prejudice is on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Harry Met Sally. Of course. Right, phenomenal love story. With all those people, all those vignettes. Of oh, the at the end with the real, yeah. Telling their stories throughout the movie. I yeah. just loved those. Yeah. And by the way, that's Billy Crystal's mom. Oh. Who says, I'll have what she's having. Isn't that, no, that no, right? no, 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 no. That's who's, uh, who's Rob Reiner's oh, it's Rob mom. Rob Reiner's, right. Rob Reiner's mom. That's right. I'll have what she's having. When, she, when, when, when Sally describes faking it yeah. to, to Harry at the, at the restaurant, at the diner. Oh. I love I love a good romance. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 a soft touch, you know. You ever seen Roman Holiday? Yes, okay. yes, I have. Yeah, she's the princess. Is that the one who's yes? Who's Audrey kind of, Hepburn? Yes, yep. trying to yep. live. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's is a love story, you know, and a very racist one. At that. Yeah, well, well, we were talking about that a couple weeks ago. Mickey Rooney's character, oh, yeah, the right, guy, right? That up. Yes. Mr. Mickey Rooney's character. But you know there's what? So though, many people love that movie, but that's yeah. the one terrible yeah. thing about it. Awesome. Well, and and then there's presentism. I've heard Bill Maher, who I first heard use this term, okay. where we judge all things from the past by today's filter of equity and equality and inclusion and diversity. But that's how we advance as a society. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. But it's it's unfair to to say, hey, you, you shouldn't have done that. In the 50s, that's what they did. At one time, Al Jolson was the number one entertainer in America right. in blackface. We didn't. We just didn't. It's not that we didn't know any better. We, we kind of knew better. We didn't care then. Mm-hmm. We care now. That makes us woke, which I, I really want to reclaim the word woke. Mm-hmm. I really do. I don't know how it got to be a pejorative, but it's no, no, no. Uh, the Princess Bride. Oh. Right? Talk about romance. Yes. Twoo of. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's one of the greatest movies. And that, that movie holds up. And that's another Rob Reiner movie. Right. Right? You mean Meathead. Yeah. Michael Stivick. You know, Rob Reiner, from that character to become one of the most powerful people in Hollywood, one of the most talented, not just powerful, but talented, brilliant, brilliant storyteller, Uh, like Water for Chocolate, Mm -hmm. right? A beautiful movie. And the movie Chocolate, remember that one? Yes, I do. I don't know if you call that a love story, except for it's a love story for chocolate, which is totally appropriate (laughs) for today. It was a metaphor. Chocolate was a metaphor. Yes, yes. Dirty Dancing. Okay. Okay. That's a love story, right? It's Is it? nobody puts baby in a corner. You bet. Yeah, yeah you bet. Yes. Okay. You know, it was her coming of age movie. Right. Do you know though that you know? Remember why? Do you remember why? Babe had to dance. Had baby had to dance. No. Because uh, his partner had to go get an illegal abortion. Oh my gosh! I forgot. That's that. right. I know everybody forgets that. That oh. this is this is a it's a it's a pro choice movie. Wow. I know, right? That. Dirty Dancing is not thought of as a reproductive rights film. Nope. But that's why Baby was forced to dance because she couldn't. Wow. Because she had to go and get an illegal procedure. Romeo and Juliet. The, what do you think about the, the original movie? Right? From Olivia like Hussey. 60s or 67 70s? or something? Yeah. And didn't, wasn't there just a lawsuit recently? The actress who played teenagers in it that was, yeah. scene, and it was Roman Polanski, if I'm not, oh, if I'm not there you go. mistaken. I, I may be wrong, but I think it was Roman Polanski that made that film. Um, that they were told originally there wouldn't be any nudity, blah, 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 blah. And, and then little by little, they kept changing. Well, it's just, well, there'll only be these people here. Well, they won't be that. And, well, be, and pretty soon you've got two teenagers right. in full nudity on, on screen. Oh They're suing now, 30, 40, 50 years after the fact, for... Retro, you know, retroactive psychological harm from having to shoot that film. I don't blame them. Yeah. See what other movies come up on the list here. Does Field of Dreams come up on that list? Oh. That's my all-time favorite list. It's a great romance movie. It's a romance between the husband and the wife, but also yes. between... Um, father and son. Yes, father and son. American and baseball. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're right. His wife, to let him do what he yeah. needed to do. Believing in his dreams. Yep, and- yep. Did you ever see Loving about the the family, the, the mixed race family? No. The, 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 the Virginia case of uh, Richard and Mildred Loving, that, that the Supreme Court allowed interracial marriage because okay. of their case. They made a movie in 2016 called Loving. And I saw that. It was, it was really fantastically done. Uh, Desire, some of these I've never seen. Desire. 
Moonlight was a great oh, love yeah. story. Yeah. yeah. And, and was it Moonlight that won the Oscar and they and they gave yes. it to the wrong? Yes. They, they announced the wrong winner? Yes. They announced uh, the La, La, La La Land. La La Land, right? Yeah. And wasn't that uh, – oh, who's your Sylvain written about? Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty was the one who mis- misannounced at the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see Once? Yes. That's a great love story. I love that one. I've seen it. I, I see it over and over again. Yeah, that's a phenomenal movie. Uh, about an Irish street busker and the uh, separated, I think she's Ukrainian or Romanian. Yeah. Right? And, Eastern uh, European. Yeah, Eastern European. Um, Matt, do you have, do you have Peter, by the way, it's Peter Gabriel's birthday. By the way, happy birthday to the great Peter wow. Gabriel today. Oh, Valentine's birthday. Day birthday. Um, his song of In Your Eyes oh. and that scene from Say Anything with John Cusack. Oh. Ione Sky holding the boombox. Yep. Talk about an iconic moment in cinema. Oh. Yeah, this is one of the great love songs of all time, too, in your eyes. Absolutely. It happened one night. Humphrey Bogart's a Frank Capra film. Claudette Colbert. Let's see. Oh, Moonstruck. Oh, that's fantastic! And she right? got the Oscar for she that. She did. Cher got the Oscar for Moonstruck. She was. She deserved. So did he. By the way, he was fantastic. Nicholas Cage was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. This is my one time of day. I get to use the word phenomenal. We got a new deal with the audience. <laughs> I tend to overuse the word phenomenal. But that, you know, we talked about Nicholas Cage one night about what his greatest movies are. If you don't put Moonstruck on that list, yeah, was that his? First movie, or was his, he in like? He was in Fast that's Times right, behind that's the right. counter at yeah. All American Burger. Okay, <laughs> you know, but I don't know if that he was still Nicholas Coppola. Oh. by the way, in Fast Times at Ridgemont, Ridgemont High, he hadn't he hadn't tried to shed the Coppola name to become Nicholas Cage yet. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is one of the great love story movies of all time. Broke oh Brokeback Mountain made the list from this oh, was from Harper's Bazaar. Yeah, I'm glad to hear Brokeback that. Mountain made the list of great love stories. Little Miss Sunshine. Do you oh, remember that? Was that that was That's a, a love about the little girl? Steve who, Carell, right? Yes. yes, yes. It's a love, a family yes. love story, yes, an yes. unusual family yes, love story. Yes, it is <laughs> very unusual. Uh, of course, you know, Sense and Sensibility gets yeah. on yeah, there, yeah. things like that. Oh, to Catch a Thief, I've never, you know, I've never seen that one. That's an old. They're getting. We're, this is Harper's Bazaar, so you know. To Catch, a, isn't that the one with Leonardo DiCaprio? Who? No, no, no. I'm, what is that one called? No, oh, that's Catch, catch Me If You Can. can. Yeah. Okay, all right. That, that was about the uh, the identity right, theft guy. Right. Yeah, Catch a Thief. What's that about? It's Clark Gable and okay. Alfred Hitch, uh, Clark Gable oh. and, and Grace Kelly. Oh, oh excuse me, okay. excuse me, Cary Grant, Grace Kelly. Okay. It's okay. a Hitchcock film, To Catch okay. a Thief. Yeah. I, I love romance movies. Let's see what the texters have to say There's about this. There's a good this. one on Netflix right now, by the way. Can I mention it please, real quick? Please, please, please. It's called Your Place or Mine with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher, yeah. Really? And it's really great. They're, but they're most of the movie, they're having conversations, and one's in New York and the other's in L.A. Oh, okay. Long it's an interesting love. way to tell the story. Nice. See, uh, Goodbye Girl, great movie. Walk yeah. in the Clouds was uh, offered up by our audience. The, the Little Mermaid. Love Aww. story? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, come on. Give up she, your voice. Give up, you know, give, give up, up everything. Give, everything. give up everything <laughs> to, get your, yeah. to, be, to get the guy. Okay. He gave up nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's so Disney that the guy gives up nothing. Uh, some, oh, two people Thank have you. said uh, Valley Girl was Nicolas Cage's first starring role. Valley Girl. Oh, okay. Thank you. 
Just sir with love. Oh yeah. If I ever lose my faith oh, in you, sting from the soul cages. It's Cairo Nights on Valentine's Day. Thanks for putting up with us, folks. For my my soft-hearted, romantic self, hopelessly romantic self. I've never seen most of the song movies on this list from Harper's Bar. I'm going to have to look at some of these. Got your weekend plan. I got my weekend. I'm going to be all, yep, all locked down with the movies. We'll be right back after these, folks. just called she right yeah elvis costello from the closing scenes of notting hill where it all comes together she may be the beauty or the beast maybe the famine or the some of the greatest love stories ever told on on cinema in cinema on the screen oh texas had great nominations by the that missed the list from the harper's bazaar of course, uh, Lisa mentioned Notting Hill. That was on the list. Ghost, great love story, right? The Way We Were, Barbara Streisand. A Star is Born. By the way, any of the three would qualify for this. But the Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, the latest version. Oh, what a fantastic, fantastic love story. What a great piece of work. Up is listed as one of the greatest love stories of all time. Got to, you know. Yeah, the, people have said like The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's, you know, Disney has a way of always making their female characters need the guy. <laughs> Except maybe Mulan was the first, the first Disney princess who didn't need saving, who actually did the saving. So, oh. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. I'm Spike O'Neill. So Matt found this story today that uh, I'm a collector of artifacts. I love, you know, artifacts. I like junk. I've got junk. I've got high-priced, overpriced junk everywhere in my house. Um, And I collect those weird things. You know, I've never been a baseball card collector. Those things, though, hold their value. That'd be a smart thing to collect. I collected stupid things like Beanie Babies. And while I may have seven of the ten most viable Beanie Babies ever, according to the list I looked at, it's finding somebody to buy these things from me. That's where the that's the only value is finding someone who can buy these things from you. Rod Stewart's first studio recording ever is going to be put up for auction. So, and I let me see. The analog to and I can't, it's from 1964. Matt, I'm I'm locked. I hit a firewall, my friend. I can't read the story. So basically, this was Thank from you. 1964, and okay. it was the demo that he did 
at the studio to basically get a record deal. So there's a number of tracks on it, and I'm blanking on the titles, but this is it's a pretty good collectible if you're an avid Rod Stewart fan. He was 18 when the tape was made. I can read this much into the story. <laughs> I apologize, man. Uh, and, and I know that there's a password for this paywall here at Cairo, but as an old guy, I can't remember a lot of passwords. I keep my passwords in my phone, which is dangerous, I know. Because... So here we are from The Guardian. Thank you. So it was sent to Decca Records as an audition in 1964, and that's what got Rod his first recording contract. Okay. The tape is being sold as a collector's item. There are no intellectual property rights. The pre-auction estimate says it'll go somewhere between 500 to 1,000 pounds, which is slightly more in U.S. dollars. Not sure of the current conversion rate. Oh, so we're talking about, we're talking a couple thousand bucks probably for this this tape. I mean, and I, I, I found my way through the firewall. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate all your help. Tracks you've never heard of. These weren't hits by any means. You know, Ain't Nobody Like You Baby, Don't Tell Nobody, Keep Your Hands Off Her, Bright Lights Big City. These are the tracks on this tape. What an interesting, you'd have to be a real Rod Stewart freak to want to pick this up. What's right? even more interesting about this to me is, you know, those near misses in rock and roll, like, you know, you're Waylon Jennings, you don't get on the plane. Well, here's one from this story. On this particular day, Rod Stewart had invited someone to come and play piano, but he couldn't make it that day. Who do you think he invited? Oh, probably Elton John, right? One Reginald Dwight. No yes, kidding. Seri- that's, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. And it took Reginald how many years to make it after that? Wow. Interesting. Not until the 70s, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, late, yeah, late 60s, early 70s. Elton John's first album is probably 71 or somewhere around that era. Mm. I know you collect things r- with regard to music and radio especially. Particularly if the two intersect. Yeah. Do you? What's your prized tchotchke at home of all the things you have? Probably the bumper stickers and keychains that I have in pretty much mint condition from a station called 97X. Bam, the future of rock and roll. You've seen the movie Rain Man, correct? Yes. Okay, 97X is the station that they're listening to. It was a real station in Oxford, Ohio, flipped to alternative rock in 1983, was owned by a nice couple, the Balos, and they ran that thing for 20-some years as the most independent commercial outpost of alternative rock and imported music, first on the stuff from the U.K., all through my youthful years when rate at rock radio had pretty much gone all in on the heavy stuff, they were still playing Bjork and Portishead, Tori Amos, New Order, all of these great bands, the Charlatans UK. They were an amazing radio station, live 24 hours a day, 97X, the future of rock and roll. And this is out of Ohio? Oxford, Ohio. Where were you living close then? to Dayton. And also receivable in some parts of Cincinnati. At the time, I was living in northeastern Oklahoma. How did you find 97X? I found 97X because they were very advanced and early on the streaming. And they had a hardcore cult cult following. And the DSL hub that ran to the local school, the T1 line rather, was run (laughs) through the public library where I volunteered. So I'd get on the computers with a Gates Foundation grant that they gave us these these awesome computers. Okay. And I would get on there, put on a pair of headphones, 
and listen to all of the cool stuff that the quote-unquote cutting-edge station in Tulsa would never play. Wow. You are so much cooler than I ever was, man. I was also very lonely. You, wow. It doesn't sound like you were as no, lonely I had, as I, I was. was. Yeah, but no, I was too busy, you know, listening to whatever. Ario Speedwagon, that's my go-to for hair band anthem love rock. I do you know? love me some Riding the Storm out there. I, I love, I love rock, Ario. Don't get me wrong. You know, Riverside Avenue. Yeah. Ario Speedwagon could rock, but they could also hair spray it up badly and sadly. Good for you. 97X, huh? The future of rock and roll. It was a great little hometown station. It was literally a mom and pop. They did all of this work, but they were dedicated to having this outpost of really hip music. Did, did their story ever get to, was there any any, music, any movies ever made about them? Or, I mean, because, you know, we got pirate radio. Someone is writing, I'm told uh, someone at Miami University there in Oxford is actually writing a book. I'm not sure if the, it'll ever be released, but a couple of years ago, I heard that somebody was writing a book about 97X. Well, get that to Cusack. He'll make that movie. He yeah. would. He loves that kind of stuff. And it was funny because when they were making Rain Man, they were asking around, like, what's the hip station in this part of the country? And the responses all came back, well, it's 97X. They signed on with U2 in 1983. Wow. You know? So <laughs> oh, that's they awesome. Are, they have a cult following, but they're also kind of a legend if you were there at the right time and knew about them. They're so good. I'm embarrassed to say what my most prize <laughs> Really? I got, I got nothing like that. that that's, that's that meaningful to who I became as a person? You know? I've got like a Johnny Unitas box of Wheaties. From when I was a kid that I, you know, I mean, when your hero makes the box of Wheaties and you, and you got one, you know, I've got various uh, Sports Illustrated covers from my youth that are. That got no, no, no. I'm talking about like when the day Johnny Unitas passed away and they put out a commemorative cover of Johnny Unitas, the greatest ever. Um, and I have that home framed when Cal Ripken and his younger brother, Billy, were both playing for the Orioles and their dad, Cal Ripken Sr. became the manager of the Orioles. They did a Sports Illustrated cover of the Ripken Boys, and I've got that one at home. It's most of my – I've got a lot of music stuff at home. You know, we played uh, If I Ever Lose My Faith by Sting. I've got uh, a platinum, you know, album of Soul Cages that I actually stole off a radio station wall when they when we closed down the building and moved and got bought. <laughs> so I took it home. To me, it means something. And it's, it's Valentine's Day. This is one of the greats. I'm so glad. Matt, I'm changing your name to Rain Man. I'm sorry I have to at this point. <laughs> it's just, you walked right into that one, man. Come on. Uh, I'm spiking. I hear you, man. Met with all the respect and love that I could possibly put behind it, my friend. Absolutely. Um, it's Cairo Nights. I'm Spike O'Neill. Matt Butler is your uh, your maestro of all things music and musical knowledge. Uh, I won't be here tomorrow night. Uh, I'll, I'll be sitting in tomorrow for the G and Ursula show along with Mike Lewis. Matt will bring you a new co-host or a new host tomorrow night. Joining us tomorrow night, Jonathan Weir. He's a very unique host, and I think you're going to enjoy it. I hope you guys do. Matt, take good care of him, man. Treat him like you would. You know, treat him. <laughs> treat him better than you do me. But you couldn't treat me any better if you tried. Uh, we'll be right back with your texts right after these. Thanks for being a part of the show.
Might be the greatest love song of all time. There was a version of this in uh, Crazy Rich Asians, um, and it was a female a version, a female Keanu Grandis version. Was it? I think, yeah. Oh, that was in a commercial during the Super Bowl too. That that particular version was featured. Mm. Well, we appreciate you guys being part of the show tonight. You know, <laughs> I was mentioned an REO Speedwagon and. You know, I loved 157 Riverside Avenue, Roll with the Changes. They they could they could play Riding the Storm Out, you bet. But, you know, time for me to fly, take it on the run, <laughs> you know. Uh, can't fight this feeling anymore. Keep on loving you. It was it was, you know, backseat schlock rock, man. That's where they made their hay. <laughs> this big time love ballad rock. A lot of people really appreciated you mentioning uh, Waylon Jennings, Matt, and me bringing up Mario Speedwagon. That was mentioned tonight. We appreciate that. Oh, and uh, we're talking about the great romantic movies of all time. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at this list. I'm thinking, where's Harrison Ford on this list? And somebody wrote Witness, where he fell in love with, was it Kelly? um, Oh, what's her name? From uh, Top Gun, right? Yeah. Um but she was an Amish woman, and he was fell in love with her while he was undercover, trying to protect a kid from the mob. <laughs> was it? Yes, that was the Elvis song from the 1700s. Thanks for bringing that up for Tabuki. Great, great text. I appreciate that. Oh. Let's see. Cars is a love story. Oh, that's nice. Pulp Fiction's a love story. Really? Between um, Vincent and heroin? Um <laughs> You know, that's interesting. Interesting choice. Uh, well, Butch and his uh, girlfriend, their relationship. Oh, yeah. But Fab- uh, Fabienne. Yeah. yeah. Butch and Fabienne. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Do you think Mia loved her, loved Marcellus? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Just because Tony Rocky Horror gave her foot massage. Yeah. And you little scams get I love that. You little scams get to talk. And that's great. You think you think Marcellus threw Tony Rocky Horror off third story room because he gave me a <laughs> Oh, that's that movie. Someone said to Sir with Love is a great love story. It's a it's a love story about a young teacher and the profession of teaching. Wow. That's a f- fantastic movie, by the way. I was about to say the F word again. That's a f- the PH word. <laughs> Oh, we appreciate you guys' input, whether it's love songs, love movies, you know, things not to uh, not to do on Valentine's Day. You guys all had great ideas today and really, really do appreciate that. Someone says, our song is You First Believed. By, I said that earlier, by Hoku. I don't know that one, but I appreciate the tip on that. Tesla, Paradise is your song, you and your significant other. That's nice to hear. It Happened One Night is the movie they love, their love story. This is from Steve-O. Nice. Is this Hoku? No, this is uh, a text mentioned earlier, a one-hit wonder from the 80s by the oh, band is, Real Life. Send me an angel. Send me an angel. I know this. 
nice. This was in a movie too, wasn't it? What was this used in? Seems to be one of those eighties. You know, it's gonna keep me up all night thinking about this too. It's Kyra Nights. I'm Spike O'Neill. Along with the Maestro, I'm not gonna call you Rain Man. You deserve better. Matt Butler, <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening to the show tonight. Uh, I'm gonna start. I, I keep telling myself I'm gonna read texts earlier in the show because I never had a chance to get to all of them. You guys are fantastic. I appreciate all of your input. Uh, be nice tomorrow night, folks. Play nice together. I'll see you soon. I'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow morning, but Matt will be here tomorrow night.